Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 339 of the AFTN podcast. I am the weird Al Yankovic of the Whitecaps media scene, Joe DC. I'm joined by the uh, Metallica. Of what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I was going to do Guns N' Roses, but you hate Guns N' Roses. Slash. It's Nicholas Ruprecht. Slash is terrible. <laughs> slash is terrible. <laughs> you had other choice words for Slash <laughs> a few minutes ago. Um, the One Direction of the Whitecaps media scene, it's Peter Hicken. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> hey, if you're feeling bad, then I've achieved what I meant to achieve. And uh, for Gideon Hill, it's it's a Green Day. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Good band, Green Day. I never listened. And to um, now we're gonna go through our top twenty songs each. So and I'm just kidding. Oh boy. Um, opening question this this week, guys. Um, Lionel Messi is breaking through on goal. Um, you have to pick a uh, MLS player to bring him down or to tackle him or you know deal with him whichever way you want. Gideon, how would you uh, how would you combat this situation? I would go with Kendall Watson because a two foot tackle from behind resulting in a red card will certainly stop the world's best. <laughs> <laughs> Stop most human beings. Yeah, exactly. unless you're Iron Man, I don't yeah, think you can Okay, uh, Peter. I don't really want to see him stop, so I'm just gonna send Chad Marshall in there and watch his ankles get broken. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, I went uh, with Godoy. Okay, you know, he can talk to him about Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> so you went for the like assimilation <laughs> option. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went for Michael Bradley in the hope that the mm. trigonometry of the sun's reflection would blind um, Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah, kind of like those lasers they have in like uh, in Latino countries. That's um, yeah, laser pointers. Laser yeah. pointer. Yeah, I personally think my approach is the best, but laser know. pointer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the Whitecaps this Friday. Uh, another Friday game. I think the second of the season is uh, against Colorado, one of the few teams that on paper the Whitecaps should be beating. Right, two points so far in the season. Uh, Gideon, it's not going well. No, and I, you know, it's to be expected after last year. They didn't make a, a whole lot of difference in the defensive side of things, but I think their biggest strength is Kai Kamara. So that could be uh, working in the Whitecaps' favor because they know how to play against him. Absolutely, I'm familiar faces, Peter, on the team. Um, Kamara, Mesquita, win. win to a degree. Yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of teams in MLS that we can call the Whitecaps too. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati or Colorado. But yeah, Kai Kamara, Mesquita. Yeah, they've got 
plenty, it'll be plenty of familiar faces watching that game. And uh, Nick, they're playing like the Whitecaps too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bad. Yeah. I think their coach just told them that they were terrible. I mean, fair enough. They've lost all of their last six games. Um, they are bottom of any metric, I guess, like standings-wise. They only have two points from nine games. Um, yeah, it's it's not going well. By the way, if anyone hears any car noises, this is the urban edition of yeah. the AFTN podcast. <laughs> We're recording in a different location. Probably the closest a MLS podcast has ever been recorded to a bus stop. Mm-hmm. Probably like five meters from... <laughs> from here <laughs> somehow we're still indoors anyway back to Colorado yeah as we mentioned um, Kai Kamara is there he's actually five goals on a struggling team which is great do we think it's kind of the known quantity that it's more the long balls that he's latching onto you know defenders mistakes that kind of a thing well I think it's more that he's good at winning crosses and mm-hmm. those long balls like you're talking about and they don't really have too much in the way of creativity no um but I mean Kellen Acosta is decent yeah um but beyond that I don't think you can really point to anybody on Colorado team to, as someone who is a wizard at making things happen yeah Peter it seems like it's a bad team with sprinkles of good players yeah they, they have a lot of they have a lot of decent players but I mean that's a recurring issue throughout MLS is the fact that there's not quality in every position so when you look at the teams that are on the lower end of the table they really don't have not only difference makers but they don't have quality across across the park and that for Colorado particularly like their fullbacks are both not very good and they don't really much in the midfield and yeah, yeah. It's, it's looking dire like it's actually optimistic from a Whitecaps point of view that there's a team struggling struggling so much getting a few of those players that I guess we could like talk about and watch like Kamara is obviously one he's a known quantity the defender like Henry will have played against him last season and well played in practice I mean and uh, we'll kind of know what he's all about but some other league players that have been around the league for a while Fail Harbor has two goals Rosenberry is probably one of the few names that could make any other MLS teams defense yeah and I think Fail Hopper was a good pickup for Colorado with the, the experience he had last year with the uh, expansion LAFC team. But I, I, like I, like we were talking about earlier, Joe Rosenberry is probably their best defender at this point. They didn't make a whole lot of defensive signings in the off season that they probably needed to. So I think he's been their standout this year. And he also defensive side of things, but he's very good in the offensive side of the ball as well. And Nick, we seem to come back every time we play Colorado and be like, oh, they still have those defenders. Those defenders are still starting, right? <laughs> Schubert, 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 Wilson, yeah. Smith, yeah, yeah, Win is the other guy, and some of them are injured. I think, although I don't know if that really matters that much. Well, they did start a 16-year-old at right back against Atlanta, um, Anderson. He's an academy product. I watched parts of that game, and he looked all right. He like committed a few inexperienced fouls, but I guess you could put a positive spin that their academy is producing. Yeah, players, yeah. Them and I mean, Philadelphia are really good at, at doing that. One of the better teams in the league, but. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that that isn't what they've because like the the narrative at least is that Colorado is super cheap. Yeah, right. Well, they were one of the so, last teams to get a designated player, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. why haven't they gone more towards their own internal youth, or are their own internal youth just not that good? That's true. That's a fair question. I mean, like a lot of this, they they are a smaller market in terms of not like the city of Denver, but like in terms of their fan their fan base and their attendance like they are one of the smaller markets so to, 
that's a fair, it's a fair question to make about why they're not kind of going towards the RSL, the New York Red Bull style kind of use the academy is it's, is it's cheaper. Is their stadium still called Dick Sporting Good Park? Yeah, yeah best stadium is. name in oh, the 100%. league. Yeah, yeah. Um, could have been Ricks <laughs> or something. They just had to go for Dicks anyway. Um, four formations so far, which is you know a symptom of a team that doesn't have stuff working right. They've tried various. Like four four two four one three one two or something, and then last last game was a five four one. Um, the only constants in there are that Tim Howard starts and is terrible, and that Kai Kamara is the focal point up front. Um, I'm, glad, I'm happy for Kamara; he's found you know a landing spot. He was asking probably a bit too much to come back to the Whitecaps from a financial point of view or from a philosophy point of view, I guess. But getting a player like him is always going to have a home in this league, right? Yeah, and I mean, MLS elite that likes to keep around players that maybe are on the older side but can still score goals. And I mean, quality signing for Colorado, a team that has struggled to score goals in the past, and picking up Rubio as well, who we didn't mention, playing on the wing, which Peter Vermees, I guess, didn't want to try. He just wanted to trade him. So I think it's a good move by Hudson, again, forward-wise, but defensively they just don't don't seem up to, to par this year. Yeah, we talked about the back line a little bit. Um, Wynn, Smith, Rosenberry, Howard, like definitely starting in goal. Definitely can be got at mm-hmm. from a quality point of view. If Schubert um, starts too, he's he's a good defender. Actually, I saw a really interesting stat uh, today on Twitter that he is one of three players in the league that hasn't had someone dribble around him. Huh, really? um, but like you know, when you think about him, he's, he's a really tall, tall and lanky. lanky he's yeah. okay on the ball. Like he's a solid, just good positioning. Yeah, good. Like he's experienced for sure. A fun um, fact about Schuber, I actually I remember. I forget when I saw this, but he he played for the Thunder Bay Chill back in like before Colorado. There's so many USL <laughs> names that are just amazing. The Tampa Bay Rowdies and like yeah. oh, so good. Um, we should just talk about USL names for the rest of, <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. Next ferry segment. USL yeah, names. next ferry. Yeah, this week's "Do You Know Who I Am" is a. Um, we're going to cut in our ferry recordings, and yeah. you can actually tell the moment that our blood sugar started to go up after we had some food, based on people's general grumpiness. Um, <laughs> moving away from their depes- de- depressing backline, um, Acosta, which was one of the most bizarre trades. In league history, but I think it has worked out. I mean, Badgie's been playing for Dallas in a different role; he's mm-hmm. playing wide. But from and Acosta's point of view, yeah, I mean, he should have been moving east to Europe, not west yeah, to Colorado, right? right? Um, Price is the other one. I, I like Jack Price. He has always has a red card in him. In fact, he was suspended last game. I'm not sure if his suspension is up because it depends on the nature of his red card, I guess. But uh, I, I like him in the midfield. Just lots of energy. Um, th- those two guys are probably going to be the central midfield presence Peter what do you think they kind of bring to to a game yeah I like Jack Price I've actually watched him for a long time because he played for my team in Europe Wolverhampton Wanderers but uh, yeah he's a he's a solid player and I thought when he joined MLS he'd kind of be up to his level of par because once they were getting out of the championship it was kind of a bit too much um yeah he's not a Premier League quality no he's player. not a Premier League quality <laughs> player but he, he's kind of a bit of a pit bull workhorse kind of player in the yeah. midfield in Acosta because he's played, he used to play a bit of a defensive role, but then he also he's played kind of more of an attacking, creative role. So I mean, he brings a little bit of box to box. Yeah, stuff, stuff the player to watch out for. Gideon, I think Acosta's best role is as that kind of not ten maybe quite as much, but like what well, the guy who shuttles up and down and gets involved in the attack and the defense. Yeah, and that's I think a role he didn't really play in Dallas because they had Barry or Diaz before he left for um, Middle Asia or whatever it was. So. 
I mean, it's good for him to kind of develop a new role and have that flexibility to be able to play like a 10 connecting role as well as a defensive midfield role. And I mean, it's helped out Colorado. He and Kamara have linked up pretty well this year. But again, like on a team that hasn't looked great, he's looked, you know, subpar. And I think his greatest strength is defending, but he also can pick a pass uh, unlike others on that team. Nick, uh... Nicholson and Rubio are probably going to be the wide, wider players, maybe with Mesquita coming in at some point later on. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, I mean, their main purpose is to serve in crosses for Kai Kamara, yeah. right? Like, And to do that, they don't need to get very far forward. forward. Yeah. That's true, right? Like, and I mean, I think that more speaks to Kai Kamara's quality than necessarily the winger's quality, but mm-hmm. they're going to be key in that might be part of the Whitecaps, you know, making sure that the crosses don't get sent in. Yeah, yeah. Right. The fullbacks will have to push up and make sure that the... But, like, this this looks like a team that can be, you know, bullied Beaten. into submission, yes. you know? Like yeah. They just don't have the spine. But I do feel that the Whitecaps occasionally get bitten by their ex-players. Yeah. Very Whitecaps thing to happen, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Colorado's mm-hmm. such a weird team, because if you actually think about, like, all the players with like Rubio, Kamara... Nicholson, like they're all players that are like that were good for our MLS club, and they kind of got plucked. It's like it's everything they've all been plucked trying but to make this that, like that's a, a that's puzzle. a common trace in a lot of bad MLS teams. I, I, yeah. It's only since we started doing the preview show for what like a year and a bit now that I've noticed that like teams that look okay on paper, but the structure around them or the maybe it's the coaching, but maybe think, it's the the club. But, but I think one you one example of that is. Um, well, the White Cats are an example of that in, right now. What's his name in Columbus? The striker. Um, Zardes. Zardes, yeah. Like, he, in L.A., was total garbage. He was okay for a bit. He, he was, was playing right uh, back. He was no, at, the yeah. end, at the end yeah, of his yeah, time yeah, yeah. in L.A. No, he yeah, played but like, back for them? Yeah. yeah, he did. One game. I always, got, I always kind of thought of him as like Eric Hurtado of L.A. Galaxy. Like, he kind of had, but he, he, had, that, he had that hot spell where he got all that notoriety. And then that kind of boosted his trade value mm-hmm. and it de- deteriorated from there mm-hmm. and eventually he got traded but like but the, the point, next point is, is in Columbus in Columbus he's done fairly reasonably well because the structure around him is well defined and mm-hmm. they kind of knew yeah. and they know exactly what they want well, a team with an identity right? exactly and I don't know much about this season with Caleb Porter but but it's it's still kind of like there's continuity with, yeah there's continuity there but with Bearhalter, it was very like this is how we play, this is what we do, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I think if you look at MLS, a lot of teams that are successful do the, have that identity. Yeah. Like if I think about um, Red Bulls, Red Bulls, you yeah. know, like that Dallas, Kansas Dallas, City, yeah. high pressing Kansas City, Man. Beaver yeah. yeah. Like he has this thing, and they live and die by it. Admittedly, yeah, um, all of them do. Yeah. Live and die by the identity, not the sport. Yeah. By the yeah, yeah. yeah. but they live that, and die by the identity. That's right? kind of encouraging to listen to from a Whitecaps perspective yeah. because DeSantis is trying to implement this idea. Yeah, like in a long term. Yes, yeah. yes, it is good. It's a positive thing if you're like if you're a Whitecaps fan. And yeah, as a Whitecaps fan, looking at like the dire state of things right now, that was the selling point going into the season is that we're trying to move towards that yeah. as opposed to the. Grab a bunch of things and hope it kind of fits yeah. together. Which we've really never had an identity, so I yeah. think it's good, it's exciting for Whitecaps fans to, to look I, forward I to. I think, maybe I'm being slightly contrarian here, but the start of Carl Robinson's era, there was an identity. But because of the personnel, it was not sustainable. I think when Morales was here, it was yeah. an identity. Once he kind mm-hmm. of yeah. left, it was kind of like a rotating... Yeah, the, well, the, the identity lived and died with... 
with yeah. Pedro Morales' yeah. commitment to the identity. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of a separate topic. Speaking of like infrastructure around the team, anyone would anyone be surprised if after this game, if it doesn't go well, that we saw the you know the door slam behind Anthony Hudson as he took a flight back to. Uh, New Zealand. To, to New Zealand? No, no. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. He was my pick to, for someone to get fired first this season. I mean, he's he's just like he's one of those coaches where like you looked at it as a as a hire when it first got hired, and you're like, if it kind of puzzled you and it didn't really make any sense, like it make like there's so many things in MLS where I look at it as a fan, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But front offices continue. Like, like, it's like Frank DeBoer. I thought it's... I thought <laughs> it's like Frank DeBoer. Like, Let's beat him down now. Like every bad example. Every bad example. Frank, Frank DeBoer. DeBoer. I, I thought it didn't make sense from Anthony Hudson's point of view because he was the national team manager of New Zealand. Yeah. Like, yeah. But to, maybe he wants to go overseas. But no, but why would he... Know, go? He could go somewhere better. Yeah. Do you think he could? I think he could. He, he's, a US, he, he's a US citizen. So, no, that's well, that, but, that, so that's the connection. But like, if you States. think like New Zealand were in a good no moment part. in that time too, <laughs> they they were um, they had failed to qualify for the World Cup on playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was that time Renovich went away and they lost yeah. to Peru in the playoffs. Like, I think that's when it was yeah. at least. But yeah. like his stock was high, right? Like Colorado yes. has tarnished his reputation, not boosted it in any way. Uh, of, of on-field uh, reasons yes, too, yes. but yeah. I mean, if you look at MLS, I would argue that any coach that goes to Colorado, yeah, and does like mediocrely well, I would be like, True. wow, you're probably. I good. Think but it's Korea was the best thing that ever happened. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, big time. Two points in nine games, as we've mentioned before. Season is a write-off. I, I, I like I, I've written down asking that question at the end of May. I think with the way the West is right now, it's, uh, it's. There is a you know top four team that are locked in, but I think the bottom ones can shuffle. I think the Whitecaps and Colorado may be able to make a push, but again, it's still a little too early. Still, 20, 20 games left in there. Yeah, and I think, but I think in MLS can be very streaky for those bottom teams. So if they somehow cobble together some wins, yeah, you know, and with so many draws, playoff spots now too. With so yeah, many yeah, playoff six. spots, like I could definitely see you know magic happen. I think I'm maybe a bit more pessimistic, and I don't see a way <laughs> for Colorado to make the playoffs. Yeah, but is mean, Nick the optimistic one in this? Conversation? I mean, I mean, both. <laughs> I mean, we're in my place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as Nick and Gideon said, that it's totally true in MLS, and I think that yeah, you can totally gain form suddenly. I just don't see Colorado as a team particularly being able to do that. Do you think? Do you think Tim Howard needs to move on for the team to? Have oh any? yeah, 100. percent Because we this, have their former back. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Zach McMath, McMath yeah. getting rid of him for Colorado standard like point of view. Terrible decision. Like, yeah, he's a quality MLS keeper. He's maybe they might have a youth keeper or something. I'm not sure who their backup keeper is, but still, like, I, I don't understand why Tim Howard keeps starting. Like, I know he's making two, and I know that like, we talked about like like the White House like salary on the bench. But Tim Howard is like every single goal. It's like the goal goes in, he starts yelling at his defense. It's like, yeah. what do you want, man? Like, no shots on target. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know who wrote this on the running order, but Colorado State reflective. Oh, that was- that's a that's very pensive, that, that, pensive thought. That was me. I mean, I was thinking, like, particularly with Colorado, they're kind of... Colorado's in a big market. Like, Denver Denver is a big sports market. They're yeah. a sports town. And if you look at MLS, like, this is a, this is a sub-idea. Sub-side point of, like, the preview. But Colorado is, like, a very big market, and it's kind of a larger MLS issue. The fact that you can point to Atlanta and Seattle and Portland and all these really good markets and ex- expansion markets that are doing really well... But if you look at, like, the big U.S. sports markets, like Colorado, New York, L.A., um, like, the MLS is, like, the, 
the attendance isn't good enough. The I don't know. I just looked at the Colorado Rapids and how they're doing like compared yeah. to the rest of. Yeah, there needs to be a rethink there. I don't know if it's a rebrand or something, but like owners can't be happy with the yeah. state of affairs. Now that we've exhausted our knowledge um, of Colorado, because I literally don't know anything else about the team, um, it's time for this week's uh, special edition, Ferry Edition, or Ferry Terminal Vancouver Edition. Vancouver Island Edition? Yeah, <laughs> Van Isle. Van Isle. I like, I like, to be fair, I like the, the Van yeah. the Isle. It's Van our Isle bespoke. That was great. It's our bespoke version of Do You Know Who I Am? Hello, AFTN listeners. We're here for a special edition of Do You Know Who I Am? I'm here with three very tired gentlemen. Um, it is the wonderful Gideon Hill, the fantastic Nicholas Ruprecht, and the okay Thomas Brown. <laughs> How you treat your guests. Yes. <laughs> special guest from Canucks Abroad, Thomas Brown. It's been a long day. We've, we're all kind very of sick of each other. Yeah. Gideon has really just I, been... I wouldn't go that far, but we're getting there. For Gideon sure. has actually burned all bridges, like, yeah. in terms of our relationship between yeah. the friend dynamic between us. It's gone pretty far. I feel like we need to go visit a construction yeah. site pretty yeah. soon. I'm just no feel... longer driving him home. Yeah, to us and to Surrey yeah. will be an interesting yeah. trip for you. Um, we're going to bring back a classic, uh, Do You Know Who I Am? The people have voted. I think it was um, 92% in favor of us recording. I don't know who that 8% was, but they really hurt Yeah, I know. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad for my ego when that, when that happened. But um, we'll start off with one while we're here waiting for the ferry. And uh, who knows? Maybe this will be the only one. Maybe we'll do a couple more. There'll be more AFTN people on the ferry, so it might just be... Maybe we'll finally do that calendar shoot that Michael McCall is yes. always talking about. That's disturbing. We'll have Zach and his great beard just, you know, yeah. standing there kind of... Yeah. Okay, let's get this Do You Know Who I Am started. So, in case, Thomas, you've obviously heard of the game before because you listen to every episode that we do, for sure. Um, that is no doubt. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but just in case you need a refresher on the rules, I'm just going to list off some clues of a player. It's not going to be CPL related. That's your first clue. But if you if you think you know who it is, you have to say stop, or else there could be overlapping, and then we'd have to figure out who said it first, okay? All right, so the first clue is... I am a five foot ten midfielder who has played in the MLS. I started my career at Brescia. I have played for Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter Milan. Stop, Andrea Pirlo. It is Andrea Pirlo. You know, I thought with Peter not here, um, you know, Nick could actually win one of no. these. No, <laughs> I, no, I had a chance. No, I was like. I tried, like, usually if it's three clues and you guys get it, I feel kind of bad. Four clues is, like, you know, where I feel like I've had a win. Yeah. You know? Who Not was most today, like Joe. Andrea Pirlo today? I think Noah Verhoeven had a great game. Yeah. Defensively oh, yes. position. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Thoughts on the game? Let's get a quick, uh, let's get a quick recap over here. Good quality. A little bit of uh, a down, you know, a drill, but uh, picked up and, you know, good The red card kind of left them yeah, in the lurch the as well. Yeah, the atmosphere at West Hills is really good, I think. Yeah. Suggest everyone in the yeah. mainland to get out to game if you can this year. Nick, happy with the fan experience? Yeah. Fans were, they were singing, the the supporters were singing the entire 90 minutes. Everybody Even was... Even 20 minutes before they were 20 minutes before, yeah. yeah. And they were singing afterwards as well. Yes. We didn't stay for the concert, but well, it must have been nice. The uh, the uh, dancers, yeah. the dancers there were was some good. interesting yeah. dancing, going, dancing on. going on. They had uh, very Van Isle. Yeah, they also <laughs> had uh, what else? They had a rock band come yeah. on afterwards. Yeah. Thomas, who was your most uh, impressive player out right there? 
You know, I was really impressed with uh, with the whole backline for Pacific, mostly uh, the the veteran defender from Germany, Sterosic, uh, obviously scored the goal. Uh, Which Nick predicted, by the way, yeah. amazingly. He didn't Props predict the right scoreline, but I did. He, well, okay. he predicted it a Halifax day, win. Yes. Yeah. And for <laughs> a first goal, which you know was completely yeah. not the game which I'm sure was fine. Fine. the bookie's favorite yeah. outcome. Yeah, and and to be fair, the the service from Verhoeven on the goal was sublime. Yeah, to, to yeah we, we were in the perfect spot to yeah. admire yeah. that corner. Yeah, yeah. We, like I was sitting actually on the goal line, mm-hmm. so like it was perfect to watch corners from. I think as that t- corner was taken and we could see the service, each of us said, "That's in." right away and it was I also said that for one of the Halifax corners though. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't we go so well okay. actually in fact every time there was a shot I would say that's it just to just in case it actually did uh, work out eventually you're gonna be you yeah. make a million predictions eventually you're gonna be correct so very, very much the Nicholas Ruprecht school of uh, school of making <laughs> predictions yeah alright well that was the first do you know who I am maybe we'll do another one maybe on the we'll boat yeah. we just have to make sure we don't time it with the huge air horn which we realized how loud it was on the yeah. way over here. What? Yeah. Or time it with the air horn. Yeah. Yeah. Impossible to tell who said the answer first. Yeah. yeah. All right. We will tune back in soon. We are back for part two of the um, on the ferry AFTN. Do you know who I am? This time it's a true AFTN derby. There's no Thomas. He is in line for poutine. That's good. I think yeah. it's better that way. It is. It's more probably, rivalry, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nick, the passion isn't the same, right? If if it's. Uh, if you lose all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know. Is it safe to say? The winning continuity. Is it safe to say you've made a habit of losing? <laughs> Uh, it's safe to say uh, Gideon's gotten into my head. Oh, Gideon, mind games. It's, it's, he's much taller than me, so it's very difficult to do if you can paint the picture here. But uh, no, I'm I'm ready for this one. It's like how elephants are afraid of ants. It's kind of a similar dynamic. Uh, that's definitely rings true to me. For sure. All right, let's let's get this ball rolling. We can get a couple of these out before uh, before we hit the mainland. Um, this today's I was going to say this week's. Do you know who I am? But we're doing a bunch in, in the matter of a few hours. Um, it's a Premier League player. Okay, so as before, say stop when you know the answer. Um, I am an Irish player who has f- 51 caps for the Republic of Ireland. I am 30 years old. Stop. Shane Long? It is not Shane Long. No. Um, current Premier League player? C- current Premier League okay. player. Okay. Um, and in fact, current Premier League cap- captain. Okay. I, I moved from an Irish uh, league team straight to my current Premier League team. Harry Archer? You didn't say stop? No, stop. It's not Harry Archer. (laughs) If that is also incorrect. Okay. So let's recap. I'm a right-back Irish player. Oh, you didn't say right-back. Well, that's a new clue then. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm a right-back Irish player who currently plays for a Premier League team. Stop. Seamus Coleman? It is Seamus Coleman. You know, Nick, I'm putting a pattern here. (laughs) You know, you know who Seamus Coleman is. Right? I've just given up. That's yeah. all. It you know, is. Nick, you're 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 a football manager aficionado. Seamus Coleman is like the ultimate football Listen, manager man, signing. I don't play football manager in the Premier League. Okay, I play in like tier two Romania. Well, let's take this chance to talk about your favorite football manager saves. I, I remember you played in the Australian League as was it Melbourne? I think Wellington. it was Mel- Wellington, Wellington. Wellington Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. And you uh, tried to make a team of Australian players, and it all went for New well. Zealand. Oh, sorry. New Zealand. That's that's my bad there. Yeah, you, I, you, you, we have completely different styles of football manager. Like I work my way from the bottom and I end up in the Premier League. You just stay in, with the small. Stay team. in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope. The, oh, there's a Canadian Premier League mod actually for the new football manager. 
I remember there was one like a while back. But this one will actually have the real players and the real rules. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that was part two of our Do You Know Who I Am? Uh, probably get another one or two out. Gideon's falling asleep, so this is the one way we've been able to keep him awake. All right. We'll be back soon. Um, if I recall correctly, get anyone all every do you know who? <laughs> if you have to bring it up, Joe. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, that was three for three. I don't yeah. think we're putting all of them in there, but you did. You did the have a hat trick. was difficult, so it was more three for four. But I did get three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun um, day trip to uh, to the island. Um, we'll it again, Peter. You're coming next time. Peter yeah, no, was, 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 was there. Well, with, with the gang, yeah, yeah, that's true. Nothing against yeah. Thomas Brown. Thomas yeah. The cabin fever was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the day, yeah, yeah. it was a, like it, it was a lot more exhausting than I thought it would be. Like, and just because of the cancellations. Yeah, the ferry cancellations were not the fun. The worst day. Peter, you it. almost got stuck in, on the island. I almost. I was silly not to make reservations, so I Peter, almost didn't get back entirely. We did make a reservation, and then that ferry got cancelled. Ooh. So that's that's why we ended up taking public transportation to the to the game and cabs and cabs. Oh yeah, yeah. and psycho cab drivers. Yeah, uh, I think we should tell the story of how we saved Canadian. Joe, you're the best at doing it. So okay. go ahead. So set the scene. It's after the game. We hung around a little bit to take in the atmosphere. The deep We're, sea gypsies. The yep. t- yeah, the deep sea gypsies. And um, yeah, I went. Uh, Zach, Zach, and I, um, AFTN. Guys, Zach, we went to chat with some players. Everyone was in a great mood. We had exited the stadium. We had a game plan to get to the uh, to the ferry terminal nice and early. We were standing outside the stadium. I called a couple of cab companies. They were like, "Oh, the wait's a long time, so let's see if there's anything close by." And then I see this. Ta- I see. I, we saw John Herdman like waiting for a taxi outside the stadium, and he had obviously called ahead and reserved something. But um, the taxi came, and then someone pulled John Herdman aside. I guess he had to stay for something, so they waved the taxi away. And then I saw my, my eyes light up, and I went over and I flagged down the taxi, and the the four of us jump in. So it was me, uh, Nick, Gideon, and Thomas Brown from Canucks Abroad. Around six seconds <laughs> after getting into the cab, we realized something was amiss. Something was wrong. Um, this guy wasn't quite right. I'm not going to say his name, because yeah, I'm not going to do that, but he had a fun name. He had a fun alias, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. well as a name. He called himself Johnny Cash. The moment um, he, uh, the moment he got swore in Italian, and yeah, said, said it, he was yeah, his first, his first swear was maybe fifteen seconds into the yeah. car ride, and Nick was in the front seat, and I don't <laughs> know how you kept your cool the whole I, time. Uh, stories about the Navy, stories yeah, about yeah. seeing old hockey players, and, Guy Lafleur, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stories about when like being in Southeast Asia, yeah, yeah, yeah. swerving into the so lanes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. swerving yeah <laughs> to, on his phone during the ride, oh, um, man. so. We we thought like once we got out of there alive and we had we were you know reflective of our lives yeah. and you know grateful just to still be breathing the fresh island air. <laughs> yeah. We realized if John Herdman got into that cab, he, he would have died. He would have died. More. Yeah. Alfonso Davies Golden exactly. Era Canada Soccer. There would have been you know, like a terrible taxi accident and he yeah, just swerves yeah, yeah. into the other lane. And personally, I, I maybe I have delusions of grandeur, but I think a stadium should be named after us just for our commitment to the cause. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was a it was a fun experience. Let's talk let's actually talk about the game itself. Mm-hmm. The, the the Sunday show did go over the 
match details, and there's some great interviews on that show if you mm. haven't listened to it yet from the from both coaches. Um, just they seem genuinely happy with even the even the away coach. He was like, "Yeah, I hope I hope uh, I hope like when we get back to Halifax that we get, that's the atmosphere we have because it was it was a great mm-hmm. Nick. What was your thoughts on the day in, I in general? Thought in general it was like very well done. Like uh, it felt. Mm. I don't know if every match will feel like this, but it felt like it. It really felt like like it's one of those events. It's mm-hmm. like you can go there, you can hang out before. There's things to do, you know. There's food to get, and then you know the game was fantastic. The product on the pitch was really good. The people yeah. in the stands were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Peter, you were in the, the late supporters. Zone. Zone. I was in the supporters section, and that that was a really that was a good, that was a good time. It was quite rowdy. <laughs> Yeah, this, the Lakeside boys have some really good yeah. chants. The bagpipes the bagpipe? were amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. I'll go back for the bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, man. No, they did a really good job overall. Like the the entire thing. Yeah, Nick, you said it. it's like it's like a it's a whole experience. Like you can go before and they have like a beer garden area. Yeah. And then yeah. you can stay after, and then there's like mm-hmm. events there, and like and the players come. And the play. And it's you're very close to the pitch mm-hmm. as well. Like you're really close. Yeah. Did you get the community vibe, Gideon, from the? Yeah, movie? like like we're talking about. Like it's an event. It's also feels. I've said this before, but it feels organic. Like yeah, it, it that just, was the word that we settled yeah, on. Yeah, like the it's right just home. you walk in and there's so many things to do. You know, you know most of the people. The, the The product on the field may not be, you know, always, you know, exciting. But it's about this thing ha- actually happening, like being there and experiencing this kind of soccer. And I think it's just you know it's exciting, and I'm, I'm for sure I'll be back as I'm, as well as you guys. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great. So now it's time to talk about the Whitecaps, unfortunately. <laughs> or fortunately? I don't know. Um, Gideon, can uh, Daniil Henry solidify his spot as the top scorer on the team? I think he can. Um, I, I was thinking about this today. I don't know if we've ever had, besides Kendall Watson, such an imposing centre-back pairing, you know, off set-piece. Because Godoy scored off the set-piece the first game of the season. Henry did as well. Then that goal on um, Saturday was... Well taken, yeah. Above his, above his defender, so I think it's good that we're having, you know, quote unquote, to use hockey secondary scoring. But in in a just answering with A or B, would you pick A, Godoy and Henry, or B, Waston and Parker? No, don't do this, Nick. <laughs> I to be, I don't think I have seen enough of Godoy and Henry. Yeah. That's to, make that <laughs> to make that call. To make that Like, what have I seen? Like, a yeah, couple yeah. months? No, and you're then, right. like, we had how many years? Yeah, if you're forcing my hand, I'm going to pick Parker and Walsh. I, have, yeah, I, I agree with Nick. I haven't Walsh seen enough. As of right now. Yeah. I mean, they could change. But. I saw that discussion on Twitter, and there was some different different answers to that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you guys. Like, on the ball so far, like, ball playing wise, it's definitely Walsh and Parker. Um, yeah, they, Henry and Godoy sometimes scare me with... Um, formation. We learned today that Reyna is out. Does that affect our formation in any way? I don't think so. I think I, it's a 4-3-3. Yeah, 4-3-3. Peter? I am... And I know I vowed to never oh, no. talk about... No. Don't do this! <laughs> don't do it! Uh, okay, here, my rationale for this is that the Whitecaps don't have, at the moment... This is like, prior to the Trevor transfer window, we don't have very good wingers. That's my opinion. You don't like Venuto? I like Venuto. He's Vancouver, the only good but winger. But they're both, like, very... They're both very direct. Like they're not pragmatic. And I don't creative. think Vancouver is direct enough. I think Venuto is the direct one, but he. Has well, either to... way, there's not enough creativity in the wings. I, I don't. I don't value the wing positions very much. What if Rain is out there? Does that change your opinion? I don't like Rain out wide. Yeah, Rain essentially. I, like I, I, I see your point. You can play the wingers. Like our best in, players in two, are in the middle. In, yeah. in, but in so a two striker system, backs. you can play one of the wingers up top. Yeah, you can play. You can play Rain up top. 
with my or or Bangura up top or Venusia yeah. up top. You could do all, all you those could, things. but I I don't think they like, should. I, but... <laughs> like, I, personally, I would not be opposed to a three five two switch with Kamiri and when Kamiri's healthy yeah. with Godoy and, and Henry. You don't like Cornelius enough. Or Cornelius. He didn't look too bad in the uh, the Houston game when he was playing left back. I mean, decide, besides giving away a penalty. But, yeah. I mean... I, I think we can assume a 4-3-3. I, I think you can yeah. assume that. Yeah. Um, which area of the field should the team's focus be on? I think scoring. This is... If yeah. we're to score... We haven't scored more than two goals this season. The midfield isn't to- totally sorted out, but scoring is probably... Yeah, I think this is a game we should be able to bag a few goals. Yeah, and like... Yeah. A yeah. couple yeah. goals. Colorado's more been in a two. few really high... Like, the Orlando game was 4-3. For and the they lost yeah. 4-1 to Chicago as well. So yeah, they they've, had, they've been in high-scoring games, and they've been scored on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go through the team a little bit then. Uh, in goal, Cripo. Yeah, there's yeah. a storyline to put McMath. In it's there true. Yeah, good point. Because he got traded from there. Yeah, I. But I, I mean, he was he there long enough to have him? You know, to like, honor him. Yeah, because yeah, I think I'm sure he wants to insult Tim Howard at some point in the evening. Yeah, that's uh, true. The goalkeeping coach, Maybe. the Whitecaps name doesn't get off the top of my head, but he said that Crapo was now better than Tim Mealy was at Crapo's age. So that tells you how huh. confident Crapo is. And but I think that's he still has to develop. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying. I think he, it should be Crapo. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. playing well. I don't think the goal, the, the, the giveaway on Saturday was not his fault. Yeah, no. I take nothing away from the finish as well. Let's talk about the back line a little bit. Centre backs probably Godoy and Henry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, left back would be Adnan. Yep. Uh, I love what he brings to the team. Yeah, but do white, you think white, he's going to have man. because he had that penalty kick mistake? Yeah, some fans are some fans this. are kind of. I think he has to take the next but, penalty. You think Just, so? I th- but his he, service on the goal on Saturday was like sublime. Like he's yeah. got a good left foot. I think. But, you have but to, is just but don't try is, and Penenka the the damn yeah. penalty this time. Why do you think he did that though? Because Eber was there. You have to do something. Like I don't. You know, think, I I think I brought this up at the time. You should. Someone should look at the concentration of Penenkas because when a see, when a player sees one before his game, it puts the idea into his head. Right? And the goal my my head theory is well. that you see like these clusters of Penenkas in top leagues because of the you know the idea yeah. getting. Perpetuated through we'll social media and things like that. Yes. Yeah, we'll need someone to crunch that data. Um, yeah, Norwinsky's having a bit of, of a weird season. This is the kind of concerning patch that indicates that the player isn't developing properly. He, he, like, he has played better than this as a white cap. Yeah, but I think one of the. I was, again, thinking about this today, I don't know why, but he has been. There, Sutter is, I think, the most. Pressuries had it right back in the past couple of years because Williams and Franklin were there for cover. I don't think they were pressuring it like from a playing well point of view. I think Sutter's playing well, but I think Nowinski's under a lot of pressure not only from Sutter but from the other team. Like a couple of times, including Seattle, Schmetzer said they're pinpointing his side numerous times in that game through Morris and weren't able to find success. So there's games where he's teams are running at him and he's not, you know dealing with it well, but there's other games where he's played well and, and stood off other teams. So I think it's... Yeah, you're right. It might be a purple patch right now, but I think he'll get through it because he's shown qualities before. Yeah, I agree with Gideon on that. I think that... Just particularly because this is... Like, no matter how... There's a, there's a number of storylines. There's a way the Wycombe's make the playoffs. But if you look at it in terms of, like, a, a rebuilding year, Norwinsky is a... Norwinsky has mm-hmm. been a really good player, and he's also still young. He's a kind of valuable MLS asset that you should try and make better. I think that he should start on those grounds. He's like a rose. He hasn't been. Man. He hasn't been awful. Like he's made a couple. Yeah. He's had good games. He's had bad. Been bad games, on the ball. Like, I think that two penalties given away at the start of the year really threw him off. Honestly. Well, one shouldn't have been a penalty. Well, the other one was. But yeah, Nick, he starts. You think? Yeah, I, I totally think he starts. Like, what's 
especially in a game against a team where he could use this to gain confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if you, you know, talking about the Colorado wingers, I would have confidence putting Nowinski against those wingers. And the left back. I think it's a win as a left back right now, so. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think he slots over. It'd be yeah. win and yeah. Rubio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, it's a good game if you want to use it as a confidence builder. The three-man midfields, um, who, who are our three best midfielders? You have to have a Rise in there. Yeah, you have to have Ingbom in there. Center, mid. center, the center yeah. three, the I inverted diamond. Tybert and Rise right now. I like that Tybert. is the most yeah. balanced. I, I think for this game, I think Rose might come in. Uh, like he's back in there, training. The other thing is the two left foots of Tybert and Rise can be... Yeah, yeah. Rise is so left-footed. Yeah. What's to be done about Felipe? Like, what? Bring him on as an attacking piece if you need it. Like, like, do you think that he's it, is it like or? is Felipe someone that you want to be investing in to get, like, try to get him back to the form that you saw in Montreal? Is he happy in the bench? In New York? That's a question. Like, I don't think yeah, he's tried his form from New York since being well, here. I think his role in the team is important in terms yeah, of dressing good, room yeah. dynamics. Yeah. Um, the way he, he's he talks a leader to yeah. the media, he's very positive. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. he's very harsh in his teammates, yeah. which is. Like a, the team needs way. that for yeah. sure, and yeah. I think you keep him around. And the fans not, occasionally, yeah. And the fans, yeah. Well, they were actually Latin fans, not uh, not white. That was, that was great. I love that. Oh yeah, you need someone out. to say yeah. that. Um, we're up against the slow back line, so do we just pack the top with pace? What do you guys think? I think so. Mm. Like I think, again, looking at this, like this can you know, it seems like he wants to play more. Possession, you know, you could use this as an opportunity. Yeah, it could be. So, who do you think? Um, the wide positions. Who do we got? So, I would say definitely Venuto needs to be starting. I don't think. Yeah, he's a, he's in good form. I agree. He's in good form, and like he is driving it forward. You know, during. Mm-hmm. I think the the other side would should be Bangura. He's on been on the bench for a few games. Anyone have any objections? Like PC has been starting, but I just don't think he has enough quality. He's not direct enough. Yeah. Again, he cuts inside a lot, trying to get another right foot, even though he's left foot. And he's not very physical. He fouls a lot, but he's not. He's a good player to stick to the game plan. So particularly against LAFC, I kind of, I kind of, that kind of made a bit of sense to me. But I think this is a good game for like, yeah, Venuto and Bengu. If that that pair hasn't played together yet, it's a good game to try it because they're not. They're going to likely have a lot of opportunity. He's a good player to bring off the bench to be more defensive if Bengur and Benito are able to get, you know, not yeah. with some goals. Up front is a big question mark. Are days or Montero? I think this is a game that Montero comes back in. Again, like, our days is snake bitten, there's no doubt about it, but their only way to break that is to get a goal and how much confidence that'll, yeah. that'll give a player. Again, Montero good is a good scoring record against Colorado, but... If you're going to bring Ardaiz on a game where you're tied and you want to get a goal and not Montero didn't appear at all instead, I think Ardaiz should get the start, but I'd say left to MDS. Yeah. I think I think Ardaiz has more pace, which would be more of a problem for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Is it more pace or, like, physicality? Yeah, he's, he I think he's faster and, and he just as strong okay. as Montero. Yeah. This um, is probably Montero's best. One of the things with Montero that I really noticed compared to when he was back here in 2017 is he's a lot slower than he was. Yeah, then. I think he could be tired, though. I mean, it, that's, it's true. Like, yeah, you can't discount the fact that he's played an entire season mm-hmm. for a lot of it yeah. as a starter for, for Sporting Lisbon. But I think he has been gen- generally quite slow. And since Colorado's backline is slow, this is probably the best environment you could put him in. But at the same probably, time, you yeah. have to put whatever's best. You think our days would be better for that. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to some Twitter questions. Uh, thanks everyone who, who reached out with these with these questions. From uh, Smapty Jones. 
Should the Caps sign a left back and keep Adnan if he wanted to stay and move him up to the pitch, uh, onto left wing? I think it would only work in a four-two-three-one that you could do that, not in a four-three-three. I don't. I don't. I don't see them doing that. I, I don't would, see why you would do that. You have Levi's, you have PC who can play left back, and Adnan. I think that's enough depth for you to have. And Adnan yeah. hasn't done anything wrong at left back to be. I mean, he pushes up a lot. I, yeah, he gets forward yeah. enough that he's basically a winger, right? You'd be pre- yeah, you'd be perpetuating the problem of like that's like a that's a quick fix idea, I think. But it's like you'd be perpetuating the problem of yeah. not trying to sign creativity. I think you're, you're in your uh, in the ideal world, Adnan is your starting left back. Yes. Yeah. From uh, JYRKI21, sorry. Um, is all hope lost? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Again, no, that's it. Yeah. There's time. There, again, it's. There's still uh, time. If the Whitecaps can get a good streak going together, you know, even recently they've been building yeah. some momentum. Yeah. And Ever since LAFC, I think it's been. Yeah. Yeah, it's been growing. It's, it's been yeah. getting better and better and better. And I think it's just, you know. My, Michael McCall asks. How do the Caps deal with Reyna being out for at least a month? Do they panic by before the window c- closes or let Montero and our days see if they can perform? I think it's the second one. They'll let yeah. the two guys deke yeah. it out. Yeah, I don't really see who who would be available. Juan Massa. I think it would be right. very it would be very un MDS like to yeah, and very un and very far straying away from the narrative to mm-hmm. panic by. Like He's, that that is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do in yeah, terms no. of like rebuilding and actually creating an identity and sticking to that when how you sign players. Yeah. So like panic buying, unless it's a really good opportunity. He's and preached depth throughout his whole like tenure so far and I think buying like you've mentioned isn't his style and I think he has the, the tools to be able to find success. Remember when Rainey was injured in his first season here after like the preseason he yeah. came back and was on fire. So Got I think, injured in Portland. Yeah, yeah. in Portland. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we've had a couple of questions about Stewie, the starfish. Okay. Um, Chris uh, Chris from AFTN asks, is there a better supporter drummy than Stewie? Or drummy. <laughs> Drummer <laughs> than Stewie. Was he on the drums? I didn't see that. Part. I didn't see, I didn't see it. I don't know if he's able good to... Dancer. That's yeah, one reason, good dancer. One reason... For a starfish. One, I guess well, they're symmetrical yeah, in some way. Tr- across five axes, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a good dancer, which is the reason I can't be a mascot. Because um, I would just look embarrassing. And I think Michael uh, Michael McCall also asked a question. Um, is the Pacific FC mascot, Stewie the Starfish, awesome or amazing? Nick? Uh... I'm gonna go with amazing, amazing star. Peter, I think he's just pretty awesome. I like awesome, awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah, three to one for uh, for awesome. awesome. Um, we've had a question from uh, Dan Kame, a personal friend of Nick and, and myself. Any chance of the front off? Any chance the front office can pull out of their PR nosedive? No, <laughs> no, no. no he asked for no. our thoughts. Um, it's a tough situation. It's to a tire fire podcast. Yeah. It's not a. It's yeah. not appropriate podcast. for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. In terms of well, the language I'm gonna need. Yeah. yeah. It's I, a, I think there's no one fire. no one here is satisfied, I'll put it that way. Like I, I think I speak for everyone when I say that. But like it's you know, we, we hope for change and personally I think what the fan groups are doing are, yeah, are I'm on board with that. The fan um and I think if it needs to get escalated, then that's what needs to happen. So that that's my thoughts anyway. Um it's a very serious matter, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. So, yeah, I, yeah, something needs to change. Something really needs to change. Prediction game. We I haven't tallied them up from last time, but let's get our predictions in for this week. Let's start with uh, Nick. Okay, uh, Kai Kamara for a goal. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he has scored uh, five, I guess. And, you know, the Whitecaps do seem to have a problem playing their former players. They yeah. do seem to score. And then I think that um, Godoy will have at an 81% pass accuracy. Okay. And then I think Crepo will get uh, three saves. Three saves. Uh, Gideon? Uh, I have Whitecaps holding 45% possession. Ardai's goal and a Henry yellow card. That's why I wanted Ardai's. Ardai's goal. I have Henry with four clearances, Tommy Smith with a yellow, and Crepo getting a clean sheet. Okay, I had Crepo clean sheet as well. I had uh, Tommy Smith yellow card. Did you say that I too? That well. Oh my god! Weird. <laughs> oh wait. Okay. I'll go. I'll go. Henry yellow card then. Just okay. to make things. Just to make things interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's um, fine. Both teams to score in the second half is my mm-hmm. other one. No goals in the first half. That my condition is both wait, teams wait, wait, will wait, score wait, in the second half. You said clean half. sheet, and then they both score in the second. You half. have to hedge your bets. He's, he's, <laughs> he's spread. doing yeah. a spread. Yeah. He's, he's doing a spread. You're not allowed to do that. I don't have the standing. Kicked out of the casino. I don't have the standings in front of me, but I'm far and away on top, so I think I can throw a few away if I want to. Um, let's get your social media information in. Peter, where can people find you? At Peter Hickens on Twitter. And Gideon? At underscore Gideon Hill on Twitter. Nicholas? At SpaceAgeRobot56. And you can find me at Joe DC Van. Thank you very much for listening to episode 339 of the AFTN podcast. Enjoy the game. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.